What is going on, you guys? This is your host, David Ramos, of another episode based on pure technical analysis that we're going to be talking about. Number one, lagging indicator today on several streams of income with your boy right now. What's going on, you guys? I'm super hyped, and it's a quarter till midnight. Let's get it. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys real quick, a little couple minute filler, whatever. Um, I honestly recently been wanting to quit, honestly, uh, a lot of things in my life because I felt like I was too well off and I'm too comfortable. And I'm too good right now to want to deal with all this stress of having to disappoint people and fail people. And then I got myself up and I looked in the mirror. And I said, I don't give a damn. I don't care right now. Um, I, 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 I don't want to make this explicit, so I'm going to try <laughs> keep the rest of this more PG rated. When we have big goals, like, I'm not doing this for me. I could have ads on every single one of these episodes, and I might turn on ads a little bit later. <laughs> but that the goal is not for, I guess, money, revenue, X, Y, and Z. It's not for anything to do with, I guess, any money really to be made. The goal is to educate you guys. Education is the primary goal, and I was like, man, I won't do this. And then I looked at the reviews, and I, I saw a couple. I saw the first review, and that junk made me jaw drop. I don't know who posted. Nobody sent me a screenshot or whatever. But at the same time, I was kind of like, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, and those reviews on Apple Podcasts, I look at them every single day and just look and read them. And I was amazed at the amount of people that are like, or just what one person thought about me. And that kind of made me, and I've been getting texts, people loving it, DMs and all that type of stuff. And I was like, it's just a couple. It's like two here, one review. And I don't care if there's three people listening or 3,000 or 3 million. I don't. Because that's right now. A year, two years from now, I've done podcasts before, and this is a podcast in completely different audience. I never really wanted to get into, but I know a lot of people struggle with finances, and I find it so clear-cut that I feel like, okay, this is something I have to do. This is not something for me. This is not something that's going to make me eat tomorrow. This is not something that's going to make me, I guess, get a bigger house or whatever, get me a beautiful, stunning wife. I, I got what I I got a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because of not just trading, but just my faith, you know? And also, all glory to Jesus Christ. I'll say this, too, before we get into the EMAs and all that type of stuff. It's not about me. It feels like I'm straight, but the world isn't. Society is not. Our, my friend groups, my demographic, uh, black, Latino, ethnic... Gen Z, millennials, we're not okay financially. It's okay to not be okay. The majority of us and the majority of where I grew up um, is in the poverty line. I've seen so many different things and people kind of wasting their money on bottles and, you know what I'm saying, cigarettes and whatever, you know. And I'm like, y'all could do so much better or cars or all that. And we're going to talk about how to turn liabilities into assets because I will talk about how you can turn any liability into an asset 99% of the time. 
Uh, just like my, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna continue. Um, I'm not God, but heck, I'll try to educate you guys and see you guys a different perspective. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just too important for me to give up. So even though I'm good, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling or how good I am. It matters, okay, how's the people around me? How's the world? How's life? How's America? How's uh, Colombia? How's Uruguay? How's China? How's Japan? How Because not just Americans listen to this. I look at my country list and it's huge. I look at my state list and it's huge. Sheesh. <laughs> and I love it. I do. So, all that out of the way, four-minute filler. Uh, I do want to talk about a little bit of technical analysis. So, we're going to get into basically what is an EMA. An EMA is an exponential moving average. And what this is, is in a lot of stocks and charts, you're going to see just a regular moving average where the stock chart is throughout the day and the average of a candle, what opens and what closes as. If you're using Hankyashi, um, I definitely. Hankyashi? I think I pronounced it right. I don't know. But if you're using candles, hollow, whatever, it's the average, it's the line. If is if you're on Robin Hood looking at the chart, you know what I'm saying? It's the average. You know what I'm saying? That's your moving average. Exponential moving averages is a little bit different. Um They're lagging indicators, you know what I'm saying? Now, what they are best for is swinging day, weeks, months. That's what they're best for. And there's a couple different EMAs. And what they can really be used for is a lot of people use them for uh, fluctuations, but they can also be used very well for just, what's the word, um, resistance and resistance and support. And we talked about what those lines can be. And when I say resistance, they're going to hit up the resistance. They're going to continue to hit it and they're going to try to break that, likely not even be able to break it. And sometimes uh, they'll go down, you know what I'm saying? And But if they're above the EMA, it's usually bullish, and that EMA will be the support, you know what I'm saying? So it will likely bounce up. Now, all this bullish and bearish, uh, I would suggest looking at coincidental indi indicators so that way you know if the market is bullish or bearish or a certain industry is bullish or bearish or if a certain stock is bullish or bearish based on the news or rumors surrounding it or the market sentiment. Um. EMA. So we're not going to go talk about what the EMA formula is because it's ridiculous. But in a lot of indicators, you're able to see EMA and a lot of MACD. Now, basically, uh, we use a different lens. You know what I'm saying? 10-day EMA, which is a 10-day exponential moving average. These are averages. You know what I'm saying? 50-day, which is a 50-day exponential moving averages. And 200-day exponential moving averages. And what these EMA do is, for example, if a stock crosses a 200 EMA up, it's basically a bullish indicator. Uh, a lot of people like to do different cross signals like uh, golden cross. And if it goes down below the 200 moving average, then it's a death cross. You know, it's bearish territory. And if it goes up, it's likely going to bounce on that EMA and continue to go down. So that's kind of what the EMA is. Now, you can use EMA crosses to basically understand, okay, is this bullish now? Is this bearish now? You know what I'm saying? 
Now, the 12-day and 26-day EMAs are usually the most quoted and analyzed short-term averages. The 20, the 12, and the 26-day are used to create indicators like the MACD and the PPO, which we'll go into more later. So basically, the 50 and 200 EMAs are mainly for the bigger swings you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? When the stock, like I said, prices, stock crosses the 200-day moving average, then is usually also a reversal because if it is below and it crosses up, it's reverse directions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's basically what they do. It's really important. And an EMA does alleviate a lot of the negative impact of lags to a lot of extent because EMA prices the weight on the latest data. And it's also based on volume. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to move a lot. And there is no volume. It's going to move a lot when there is volume. So it leaves a little bit more accuracy to it. And because the EMA is based on volume, it does. And depending on which day EMA, obviously the smaller day, like five day or two day or three. Uh, I don't use any of those EMAs, but just for retrospect, 12 day EMA would be a lot tighter to the price action than 26 day. You know what I'm saying? But watch this. If the 12-day EMA does pass the 26-day, that would be basically a great cross. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're saying is that the short term is bullish than it, than it should be for the long term. You know what I'm saying? And I would look. I would really look to see if it goes down, that EMA, if the price action goes down for a 12-day, and if it bounces again on the 26-day. That's a that's a really good buy in my opinion, <laughs> but basically uh, EMAs though, like I said, is based on volume. So what you want to do is really look at is this market a strong market, and you can do that using a coincidental indicator as well. Now I also want to talk about what's the difference between EMA and SMA. This episode is packed, by the way. <laughs> EMAs and SMAs are differentiated based on sensitivity that it shows in the data. So EMA gives higher weights to like the most recent prices. SMA is equal weights to all values. So EMA gives more weight to the last price depending on the so the, depending on what you see in the use of your time frames, your EMAs will differ. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll see a lower a lot of bullish stocks. Stocks are going up very quickly. You'll see an EMA lower especially if they're going up quickly very recently, like accelerating, then you'll see a lower EMA the longer and the further out in the time frames you go. And you'll see a closer EMA the closer into time frames you go. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I do recommend days, weeks, months, if you're going to be looking at EMAs just because right now the volume's not that great. And also, it's just more accurate, you know what I'm saying? Now, I don't recommend anybody going anything closer than 15 minutes if they're doing intraday trading. Now, that's basically what it is, and it also does that average just to smooth out price fluctuations because price does move on a lot. So, yeah, that's basically it. Now, there is a limitation of the EMA. Like I said earlier, there's not a lot of volume in the market. Now, what this happens is that it still does historical data. So, how accurate would it be? You know what I'm saying? Is the real question if that it just, okay, like, let's say you're in a bear market right now, but EMA still shows bullish tendencies. 
you know, it's historical data and that type of thing. I would recommend if your market switched very abruptly, like bull straight to bear, like a little bit, like when February 14th, 13th happened and the market shoot, went to bear market, then at that moment, it's kind of like, oh, don't look at it. Like the EMAs are going to be a little bit uh, laggy to that type of data, the old data, not the new one. But yeah. That's basically it for this episode of Several Streams of Income. We have had a lot. We had some story time in the beginning, and we had a comparison between EMA and SMA indicators. If you got any more questions, feel free to DM me or text me at 386-202-9866. I love you guys, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.